everybody. Welcome to Drive Through View 561. Today we're going to take a look at Ponzi Scheme. Now this is a new game from Taste of Mitchell Games, and this was, came out last year, but Taste of Mitchell has brought it over at least to the United States, and they have updated the components uh, drastically. Uh, this is kind of a... I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it's a very, very interesting sort of economic style game, uh, but it's probably better I show you, kind of give you the walkthrough, and then I'll come back and talk more about my thoughts about how the game works. Okay, now here's just about everything that you get in the game. Now each player is going to get uh, one of these uh, player screens, and un unlike most, it's a really sturdy, nice thick cardboard player screen. So you're going to take that, and you're going to be able to hide your money uh, behind that screen. And here you can see uh, the money. Now it's paper money, but this is actually a decent paper money. The paper is a good, uh, you know, kind of thickness, not really thickness, but like a sturdiness or sort of a grain. Uh, so it doesn't really stick together and it's not super flimsy. Plus it has these pictures on there, which is kind of neat. Uh, so you're going to get that. Now each player is also going to get one of these wheels here. Now what's going to happen is you, each player is going to get a wheel and you're going to put this kind of like starter card right there. And then as you do actions in the game, you're going to start moving this wheel along. And I'll explain that in a minute. But this kind of just denotes uh, the starting position. Now what you're trying to do effectively in the game is get the most of these different kind of shares here. And these are just different uh, tokens representing different companies. And you want to get kind of a, a large set of a single or multiple of these different types because you're going to get more points uh, for the more that you have of the same kind uh, at the end of the game. And it kind of scales up exponentially. So if you had one, it's just worth one point. But if you had two, it's worth three. Three is worth six. All the way up to uh, six and beyond, you'd have 21 points, and it keeps going up. So the more you have, the better. Just having a couple is not going to do you a lot of good. Now, you're going to get most of your points from those, but depending on if you're playing the advanced or the basic game, you're also going to get points either for uh, cash on hand, or if you're playing the advanced game, you can buy these sort of luxury tiles here. You can see this is a fancy car. At any point in the game, uh, I'll explain how to get these, but maybe you pay 56 bucks, and this will be worth two extra victory points at the end of the game. I would say, I would recommend uh, not playing with those uh, for your first game or a couple games at least. Uh, otherwise, you're going to get money for uh, your money on hand, and there's a little chart here on the rule book, and it's going to tell you, you know, how much money. So if you had between 56 and $77, you get two extra points at the end of the game. Now, the game itself is very simple. You're going to have a start player, and they start with this little fancy fountain pen. And then they're going to take their turn. And what they're going to do is they're going to take uh, one of these cards here. And these cards are loosely ordered in that the three lowest cards are on the top row. The order doesn't really matter. The next three highest cards are mixed here in the second row. And then all the highest value cards here are in the bottom row. Now, when you take a card, you have to also take one of these industry tiles here. Now, when you take your first industry tile, then you're going to have to take one of the card from the top row. But if you take another industry tile of the same industry, you've got to take from the second row. But if you take another industry tile of a different industry, and it's the first one of that, then again, you take from the top row. So you're going to look at how many industry tiles you already have of that particular stock, and then you're going to take from the corresponding uh, row there. Now you might say, well, how do I get up to six or more? Well, there's going to be some trading involved, and we'll get to that. Uh, but when you take this, let's say I take this card here, and I'll take this red one, and I'll put this off to the side there and show that I have that one. And then you're going to then take $26 
uh, from the bank. And then you can see this little marker here says four. So I'm gonna put this card on the four. And this is showing after everybody has taken their turn, and then everybody's gonna rotate their, their boards like this. And then once it gets around to, boom, 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 we're gonna get this back to here. And then we're gonna have to pay out this amount here. So we're gonna have to pay out $29. Now we took an investment of 26, but we have to pay out 29, which is not ideal. Uh, the other trick is this stays here. <laughs> so even though you paid that off, you still gotta pay it around each time. And it's definitely possible to get multiple uh, cards in the same sort of payout. So you're kind of always trying to defer you know, the payouts to later and later. Now the game's gonna end when somebody can't make their payout. They're out of money, they go bankrupt, they lose the game. And then again, we're gonna score up the points based on industry tiles and money and or luxury tiles. Now before we do that, after you take your tile here, so let's reset this back. So I take that, put that to the floor, I grab my $26 from the bank. Then I'm immediately going to uh, refill this card here and take the top card. And this is luckily uh, in the right spot because it's in the lowest. Otherwise, maybe you shift some stuff around. So always the three lowest, three middle, and three highest are in these different rows. And then you can do what's called a clandestine trading. Now, if you're playing the advanced game, instead of doing a trade, you could go ahead and buy one of these luxury tiles. Uh, but that's pretty much it. So otherwise, you can do the clandestine trade. So what you're going to do is you're going to trade with somebody that has a matching tile. So if I've got a red tile and Billy over there, he's also got a red tile, then I can trade with him. And if we had more than one industry tile in common, then I would indicate, okay, I'm trading for red or green or blue. Then I will take a certain amount of money hidden from behind my screen there, and I'm going to go ahead and just kind of tuck it in there. I'm going to say, this is for red, and then they're going to give this to me, and then uh, or they're going to take it from me. They're going to take a little peek at the money and say, okay, give me 30 bucks for that one idiot. And then they're going to take the money. <laughs> so they have the choice now to either just take the money and say, thank you very much. Or, uh, and then they give you the tile or they can then load back in the same amount of money, put in another 30 bucks. Nobody else knows this. And then they give it to you. And then you get there, uh, 30 bucks for them, but they have to, uh, make that trade there. And then you have to give them your tile instead and you cannot refuse. And after all that's done, we're gonna move the start player marker. Uh, that new player can then remove a card out of the, the market here, and then we'll draw a new one. And then as I said, we're gonna keep going around until somebody goes bankrupt, and then we're gonna add up the points. Now there's one other trick here, and you can see this card here is a bear market card. You can see the bear. Now if there are ever uh, bear cards in the market here, equal to or greater than the number of players, so in a four player game, if we get four or more of these, then we're gonna have a market crash. And what's going to happen is you're going to remove all of the bear uh, market cards. You're going to shuffle them in with any that have been uh, discarded and, and the rest of the deck and shuffle those up and make a new deck and then replenish and restock this back up to uh, the nine cards and then resort it. Uh, now, every player has to remove one industry tile uh, that's in front of them and you have to remove one from the industry that you have the most in. So this is another kind of sort of cause for possible manipulation there uh, for somebody to kind of, you know, kind of hold some people back maybe. Uh, but that's pretty much the entire game. Okay, so that is a Ponzi scheme. And this is a really tricky one to sort of couch in terms of comparing it to other games that you might be like, oh, I like this game, so I also will like Ponzi scheme. There's not really like any game that I've played. It's very, very interesting. So 
the point of the game kind of is, is that as you sort of acquire the different stocks in the different industries, uh, when you take that first stock, again, you take from the top of the marketplace. And so your sort of penalty is not quite as bad, but you're also not really, um, you know, getting in on any of the, the, you know, a lot of points. So it really drives the trading aspect of it. And that really is uh, the biggest part of the game. Because if you kind of like over leverage yourself really quickly and kind of build up of a certain type, uh, then people are going to be able to sort of, uh, well, and this, and this kind of works back and forth too. They'll be able to sort of like target you in a certain way uh, to sort of, you know, reduce the amount of, uh, if you have the, in a particular stock, you have a lot of it. So like, let's get rid of Joel's red ones and try to take them away from him. Um, but you're gonna have a little bit more money as you go up, but then your payouts are gonna be a lot more heinous and drastic. So it's kind of like sort of timing that aspect of, okay, I'm gonna kind of dabble a little bit, see what's going on, and kind of start to flip the switch and kind of engage in some sort of uh, almost nefarious types of trades where you're kind of trying to muscle people with a certain amount of money that you're giving them. Uh, you know, maybe you don't give them very much and, you know, or, or maybe you give them a lot and they're like, I can't afford it, or they'll take the money and then you get the, uh, uh, you know, the next stock. So you've got to really kind of try to time that because you're trying to watch like who's going bankrupt. And that's really kind of what the game is. You're like, okay, Billy's about to go bankrupt. So I could probably muscle Francesco over here, get that last one. It's going to give me some extra points, give me a lot of points. It's probably not going to make it back to me because Billy maybe will be, I mean, maybe I've got two turns left in my, you know, my money supply. So you're kind of like watching all of that. Um, and, you know, kind of trying to deal with all that. So it's very, you know, tricky and hard to kind of value certain things. Uh, I think, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of get used to how you can kind of slowly build up going through the market, but it's gonna be very, very player dependent in terms of the trading. But I think that's actually, uh, for me at least, a bonus because if you can sit there and play this with uh, maybe a kind of a dedicated group of players, uh, it, it kind of goes a little bit long for a lunch game, but I think if you've got some players in it, in it that you could, you could really, you know, work through a couple of games. And then I think you could fit this into an hour for sure. Definitely like three and four player count. Uh, you can have a lot of hemming and hawing and drawing at a table, which is a fun part of the game that would kind of push it over the hour into that hour and a half range. Um, but it, it typically should play uh, pretty quickly. Um, but they, like I said, getting back to the point of player dependence, that's really going to matter because somebody could just make like a bad deal and go bankrupt sooner than you wanted, or just you get in a situation where, you know, the money's is very chaotic. Um, but I think that's good because then you kind of, the game is going to reward that kind of multiple plays within the same group of people to really get in and kind of know the trading aspects. You can kind of use that against people. So it's more about um, the player interaction here than this stock is worth that. And this is worth that. It's all uh, player driven. It's all player speculation and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so uh, the folks I played it with, though, it's been a mixed reaction. Um, and I quite like these kind of brutal sort of, not auctiony, but this isn't an auction, but this brutal kind of auction games. Like there's new Hunat, which is out of print. You can never get that again. Uh, like Spikerstadt or Jorvik, that kind of brutal auction game. Uh, there's a couple other games like that. Uh, Almond Ray, which is another game from Tasha Mistral. Uh, but this has that. So I think if you want to get in that, invest in that couple of plays to really kind of just let the flavor of it sink into it and, you know, play with the same group of folks a few times, at least folks that have played the game, you know, a couple of times, then it's really going to start to pump out and, and, and give you that kind of longevity and be a game that you can play, uh, you know, really for a long time to come. Uh, so that's Ponzi scheme. I definitely recommend folks uh, at least give this a look. It's a very different kind of 
uh, wonky style stock trading game or something, but it's very, very different. And uh, it, it does, it does also elicit a lot of like hilarity and humor when somebody busts or you're just like, oh my God, this big, huge, <laughs> disgusting payout is coming up. Uh, so it's really fun in that way as well. So definitely give this one a look. Thanks.